listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Welcome to Ben Cavender, Managing Director at the China Market Research Group, who's going to give us his view from China. China. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Nice to have you on the show. Now, I asked the same question to my guests earlier, but I'm very keen to get your view, Ben. Chinese President Xi Jinping concludes his first US visit in six years on a positive note, amid a series of favourable developments from the economy to Taiwan, according to Bloomberg. Do you see it as positive for Xi? You know, I, I think this meeting was probably uh, a win for both sides. I, I think in terms of substantive gains that came out of the meetings, probably not that much actually happened. But just the simple fact that both sides have restarted dialogue uh, can be seen as a really big win, frankly, because it means that we can have a lot of now future talks regarding military cooperation, communication regarding the economy. Um, so I think this is much needed. Okay, so what's the latest on the large Chinese property organizations and how do you see that playing out? Uh, You know, I I think looking at the property market right now, we're still in very difficult times. You know, we've had four months in a row of um, property prices continuing to drop. Uh, I think when you look at the major developers, they're still dealing with, with unsupportable debt issues. You have Country Garden with this rumor um, about Ping'an maybe doing some kind of a buyout or takeover to inject cash into the business. So I think we're, we're very far from being out of the woods right now, and I think that that's something that the, the central government is becoming increasingly worried about. So you're starting to see more stimulus measures around, around building in, in smaller cities and smaller towns around China. Uh, frankly speaking, uh, I don't think that there's an easy fix, and I think this is probably going to drag on for another 6 to 12 months before there's any kind of true positive resolution. So going forward, do you still see a, a drop in property prices in China? You know, I think in a lot of second tier, third tier markets, we probably will see prices continuing to drop. Uh, if you look at markets like Shanghai or Beijing, um, there's a little bit more room for relaxation of policies. And, and just because of pent up demand across the country to own real estate in these markets, they, they probably should be more stable. But yes, I think in in um, less developed areas, we're going to continue to see drops, especially going into the winter season, which is already traditionally quite weak in China. And Hong Kong? Uh, Hong Kong. um, You know, I think Hong Kong is actually probably at a point now where it might start be seeing a little bit of a turnaround. You know, when I talk with corporate clients and I kind of look at what's happening right now, you actually have a lot of people now considering a move back to Hong Kong, given how challenging it still is really to, to kind of go in and out of China and also how expensive Singapore has gotten. So I, I think actually there may be some some bright lights going forward for Hong Kong. Yeah, well, definitely with property prices and rents is pushing a lot of people from Singapore. But I know UBS have been a bit more negative than you. They're saying forecasting a 10% drop in the Hong Kong property market for next year. Okay. Well, let's, let's hope it, yes, it doesn't let's look hope like they're that, wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm with you there, Ben. Okay, let's move on to the PBOC, which is expecting to announce interest rates today, with almost all economists expecting there will be no change. Do you agree? But when do you see maybe there will be a change in the interest rates? 
It, yeah, this is another tricky situation, I think, for, for financial planners in China. I think in normal times, they probably would like to be raising rates and, and doing more to accelerate the economy. But just given how weak inflation is right now uh, and, and how poorly the renminbi has held up against the U.S. dollar and other currencies this year, I think they're going to be quite reticent to actually lower rates. And I think, you know, the positive lining they would probably put on things is that, well, actually, the consumer economy has maybe held up or recovered a little bit better than maybe some expected. And so there may be a little bit less pressure to lower rates right now. So I, I tend to agree. I don't think we're going to see much movement. Okay. Well, let's move on to how you see the Chinese economy in general right now. And where do you see it heading, Ben? You know, I, I, I think the the frank reality is the economy here is still soft, but I think it's not as soft as a lot of analysts are maybe portraying in certainly in Western media. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, I, I think consumers right now, they're, they're still worried about the real estate market. They're still worried about their jobs and the, the broader economy. But I, I do think we've started seeing in the last month or two consumers saying, well, listen, we, we maybe are modifying our spending behavior, but we are going to continue to spend. So um, they might be you know, buying down in some categories. They might not necessarily be doing overseas trips, but they are traveling. They are buying. Restaurants are starting to fill up again. So um, overall, I think we're we're probably not out of the woods yet, but we're going in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that's Chinese, kind of against the Chinese economy is a lack of confidence with private industry. Do you see that continuing or, or maybe the government will do something to change that? You know, I think the, you know, the, the discussion with Chinese entrepreneurs uh, over the last year or two has been quite unfavorable in regards to, you know, what do policies look like? Are things going to get better? Um, and I think there's definitely still some of that going around. Um, but I also think that you know, when when they look at the you know broader economic policy here, they also know that the government needs to do more to kind of right the ship. And so I think a lot of private businesses are saying, well, maybe some of this will trickle down in our direction. And that's going to be probably bigger private businesses. I think if you look at the, the mom and pop guys with a you know, corner shop, they're still quite pessimistic. Um, but I, I do think sentiment's slowly starting to change. Yeah. Well, there was certainly a bunch of keen CEOs meeting with President Xi at the APEC meeting in San Francisco. So that's probably a good sign, isn't it, Ben? Hopefully. I, you, know, I, you know, when you talk to international investors in U.S. companies, they're still quite leery of China. I think they, they're, they're probably going to look at that, that dinner and the, the, the talks in San Francisco and say, well, listen, this all sounds nice, but the proof is in the pudding. Let's see what actually happens from a policy standpoint or see if things do get easier. Um, but having said that, I, you know, in companies we talk to, they're looking at 2024 and saying, well, maybe we are going to start making China a key space for investment again. We need to get growth somewhere. It's been a bad few years, but maybe now is the time to kind of look back. So, so I, I do think we're going to start seeing an influx of, of FDI and, and foreign businesses sort of looking at how they can continue to grow in China. Okay. What opportunities are you seeing for investors in China right now? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's still tough. Um, I think probably, it, you know, if I were looking where to put money, I'd be looking at categories that offer something related to somebody's 
quality of life where maybe consumers are trading down but still getting something nice. So an example of that would be consumers maybe backing off on luxury purchases, but instead buying clothing and apparel and footwear from premium fitness brands. So I think you know, companies like Lululemon, as an example, uh, may end up doing quite well this year because they're, they're still premium, but, but people are still sort of in some ways saving money by buying them versus going out and buying an LV bag. So I think that's going to be one area. Um, I think domestic travel is still going to be a big area as well. So those would probably be the spaces I'd be looking at. Okay, well, what's it called? Mastige, those kind of companies. Um, the P ratios for China are much lower than the ones in the U.S. stock exchange at the moment. So wouldn't that create a good opportunity? Uh, you know, it, 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 it would and it should, and, you know, in, in, in normal times it might, but I think there's, there's still... A, a marked lack of understanding from overseas investors about what's actually happening in China. And I think a lot of them uh, see more risk maybe than there is. And, okay. and that's probably being priced in a little bit. Okay, we need to close. I'm so sorry, Ben, the news coming. So that's Ben Cavender, Managing Director at China Market Research.